I don't think he washes his hands. I don't think so. Oh, there's Scooper. Oh, 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 hey, 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 Scooter, 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 Scooter. Yeah, yeah. So, how'd it go with Chelsea, huh? Yeah. Hey, and don't skip the dirty stuff, because I was born in a sewer. You are not going to shock me. <laughs> well, uh, Chelsea was fun, but uh, I don't think I'm going to see her again. What? Mm -mm. Oh, well, you must trust your heart. Yeah. Because your heart is never wrong. That's yeah, true. yeah, she got way too physical, way too fast. <laughs> I stand corrected. Your heart is very, very stupid. Well, you weren't there, Pepe. See, I know. But if I was there, I would still be there. Well, I'm not a randy little sea bug like you. <laughs> anyway, I've been ignoring her texts, so I'm pretty sure she got the message. <gasps> I don't think she got the message. Wow. Woo. Would you look whoa, at whoa. this? Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, guys. Hang on. We don't know it's from her. You got to read the card. Uh, dear Scooter. Okay, so far it could be from anyone. He's from Chelsea. Yep. Last night was fun. That could be the valet, the waitress. He's from Chelsea. Yep. I can't stop thinking about our goodnight kiss. So we're down to Chelsea and my mom. Ugh. Let us praise from Chelsea. Okay, fine. It's from Chelsea. Mm. Oh, fudgesicles. I gotta go break up with her. Hey, hey, hey. Look at the bright side. If you had to break up with your mother, you'd have no place to live. <laughs> <laughs> because it lives with his mama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> When the Muppet Show is over, you know where to go. Come on down to Ralph's Tavern and let's talk Muppets. Hello and welcome to Ralph's Tavern. On the menu today, we've got Bad Muppet Theater, the online petition report, and more. Today's house special is Too Hot to Handler, the eighth episode of The Muppets on ABC. Joining us this week is Steve Swanson from the Muppet... Okay, I guess I'd, uh, I guess I'd better take this. Positive state of mind, state of mind, state of mind, state of mind, state, state. Oh, no for an answer. You can't take no for an answer. You can't take no for an answer. No, no, no. Uh, hello? No, no, no. Hello? No, no, no. 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 Oh, hello? Hello? Oh, hi! Hi, frog fan. Welcome to, uh, welcome to Let's Talk Muppets. What's that? Let's Talk Muppets is, is my podcast that you volunteered to be on and then insisted to be on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Volunteer? Excuse me, JT? I'm not doing this for free, you know. Okay, it was. It's just an expression. I understand that you're getting paid. In um, how did we agree that you were getting paid? JT, I expect scads of publicity from this. Payment in publicity. That is yes. perfectly. F if you would like to record a uh, ten to fifteen second commercial for something, anything of yours that you would like to promote, you are free to do so, and I will certainly run it throughout oh, the show. About, how about if I just sing to you instead? That's an option. Wondering why it's time for saying goodbye. It's not time for saying goodbye yet. We just got on the call. Um, oh! I, I get it that I get the sense that this is a Muppets Take Manhattan theme. Well, I'm I'm a big fan, as you know, the bestest, and I am listening to the soundtrack for Muppets Take Manhattan and watching Muppets Most Wanted at the same time, JT. How do you even do that? I have eyes and ears, don't I? What is that music? Are you playing something? I I am not playing something. The music that you are hearing is from another friend I have on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the Muppet Cast, it's Steve Swanson. Hey, how you doing? I'm Steve Swanson, all the way from the Muppet Cast. 
Oh, Steven! This is Steven, uh, right? Hello, Frog Fan. How are you, sir? Well, I'm having a pretty rough day, Steven, if I'm being I, honest with you right now. Well, I can imagine it may have been a rough week for you since JD didn't send you bus fare like he said he was going to. No, he was going to send me bus fare and he did not, but don't I know. worry. I don't even know how to Western Union you money, okay? I made it to the ceremony for the ribbon cutting and then I left. I saw the picture. Yes, it was me there. I was with all the famous people. It's, I it's, did, yeah, I saw the picture, but you're not in any of the video footage that I took. Yeah. Steven, I'm very busy. I, I guess. I don't have time. So I, like, Steve Whitmire flew in and flew out. Well, he, yeah, uh, that was uh, shocking to see him there, but it was awesome. Yes. Anyway, anyway, before we get too derailed, uh, right now you're on the Phone a Friend segment, and we are going to talk about the latest episode of... ABC's The Muppets. Are you ready, Frog, frog Fan? Frog, frog Fan, that, that implies that, that JD actually has friends. Oh! <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if friend is the proper term here. I'm Mentor? sorry, I, I meant to say phone a famous celebrity. Slip oh, the now, now we're talking because Frog Fan 76 is, in fact, well, I'll, I'll let you take it, Frog Fan. Yes, I am famous, but JT, I, I like to look upon myself as your mentor. Well, okay. All right. Yeah, I can see that, too. Perfect. And now it's the bell. OK, to start off, I'd like to ask you uh, what I've asked just about all of my guests so far. Can you tell us briefly how you became a Muppet fan? I thought we were talking about the episode. OK, fine. I will tell you. I came out of the womb singing the Muppet Show theme. That's what a fan I am. It goes back to my birth, JT. It goes, and I, I, by the age of one, I was recording the Muppet Show theme, so I'm a prodigy. Really? I didn't know that you've been on the recorder for that long. I thought that that, never mind. Uh, that's all really cool. Good to know. But uh, what have you thought of the new series as a whole so far? JT, as you know, I love everything the Muppets do, just some things I love more and some things I love less. All right? So you, how much do you love Walter? Who? Never mind. As you were saying. <laughs> Good answer. I enjoyed the show. However, when it came time for the Reese Without Her Spoon episode, I was pretty upset, JT. I think we all were. I did not enjoy it. In fact, I had to go into seclusion. I became ill. I got the gout and pink eye and bronchitis because it was so upsetting to me. It was troubling, JT, troubling. Wait, I, I don't understand. Why was it so upsetting to you? Because it was not enjoyable to me, Stephen Swanson. Okay. It wasn't my favorite. But I every, agree with you. Every... But, but it, things have gotten better. Yes. Yes, That's I true. also agree with that. Yes, so, I, I, I quite enjoyed this latest episode. I have to say it was it was quite delightful to me, JT and Steven. Oh, I am so glad to hear that. Now, are you a fan of Fozzie's relationship with Becky? It makes me uncomfortable. Okay, is there anything else you would like to add? I don't know if I believe in interspecies dating, JT. What, what do you think about that? Are you okay with this? Well... Seeing as how Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy have been together for a really long time, I think I'm okay with interspecies dating. Steven, I heard that you've dated some rats before. Is that true? <laughs> no, no. The rumors of any rats are patently false. Okay, fine. JT, I'm a little bit upset with you because I played your last podcast and I heard you stealing my recording career. 
Uh, you see, what you have to understand is that there is a difference between stealing and emulation. See, what I you do didn't is hear what he I... said before the microphone started rolling, Frog Fan. What he was he talking say? all kinds of trash about Frog Fan seventy six, and he even said that this was the very recorder that he stole from Frog Fan seventy six's bedroom. I said no such thing, you lying <laughs> son of a dunderheaded lummox. <laughs> I was wondering where my twelfth recorder went, JT. You have 12, okay, now you have 11, but well, no. I have 11 now because see, of you. No, but you see, Steve has seen this recorder. And, I uh, did like the tassels at the end of it, Frog though. That fan, was a nice touch. Frog fan, describe wait, wait. the recorder that you're missing. Were there tassels, and was it pink? It was, and yes. yes. That's my recorder! I know! <laughs> I'm and very confused about how it came into my, dang it, Louie must have done it. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, Louie's a, 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 a friend of mine, so-called, who always tries to help me out with the show, but he, en he, he generally just ends up making more trouble. And I so don't know I, who that is. I, I don't know who... JT, are we inside Rolf's Tavern right now? Is that where we are? That's where Steve and I are. Wonderful. What are you drinking? Uh, me? Just tap water. Oh, perfect. Steven, you? Uh, the same, yes, as far oh, as anybody else knows. Neither one of you are having knows. a grasshopper, no grasshoppers. No, well, I'm not a frog, so it wouldn't make any sense. And I'm not a bear, so it wouldn't make any sense at all. I am wearing a hat, though. Oh, How that's, can I tell you two apart? Well, Steven's the one in the hat. Yes. JT, you're not wearing the hat. And I'm also the one with the beard. I'm bored. This is boring. Yes, JT, it is. I have a suggestion. Would you please speak in Aunt Temanella's voice for the duration of this interview, please? <laughs> All right, let me drink some water. <laughs> You're uh, really going to do this. I, I, I don't know that I can keep it up for the whole show. Just Plus, keep drinking the tap water, JT. My, That'll help. My mic is going to peak. And it's not going to sound pretty. I, I think the segment is probably going to peak too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm now. Now you've got me so uh, so JT, nervous that I'm waiting. not. JT, I know. you just got to do it. Just say, "Break the ball in the handle of her cane." Just say that. But Tamanella never said that line. Oh wait, no, she said, "Bake the hole in the candle of her brain." Yes. Okay, say it. Go ahead. Break the ball in the handle of her cane. No, I can't do it. My voice is too scratched JT, today. JT, that was very good. That was very... Did you get a selfie with Aunt Taminella? I think I did. I, I want to say did. I did, yes. Okay, you better post that. The world is waiting. I will post that. Did you think that Denise looked a little different in this episode? Because I thought she had a slightly different look. Here's what I have to say, JT. I suspect cosmetic surgery has been at play all along. However, she looks slightly more attractive with her glasses. Yes, I think that has something to do with JT, it. JT, but... do you find Denise attractive? She's she's a reasonably... Uh, well, mm, as a puppet, I do not find her very attractive, but as a pig... What? A, a what? A, a, nothing. As a pig, I think that with her glasses, she actually is uh, quite the attractive pig. JT, would you describe yourself as a kind, lovable dork? I think I would describe myself as a kind, lovable dork, Frog Fan. I knew it. That that describes you to a two TJT. What about you, Stephen? Uh, I, I I guess I, I might. However, I do not live in a room in my mother's house. Um, oh, I, I, I I do have my own microwave and mini fridge. Um, I do not own a dustbuster, however. It's been I've personally I have enjoyed the character of Denise so far. 
And a lot of times I've enjoyed the way that Miss Piggy's been written. But you know what pigs have been getting on my nerves throughout this show? Andy and Randy. Exactly. Andy and Randy. They what? keep showing... Wait. Why? What? what? What angers you so much about Andy and Randy? I hate Andy and Randy. What? Oh, well, uh, okay. Tell uh, me look, why. I, I, hate An- I hate Randy because I hate his stupid face. And I hate Andy because everyone I've ever known by the name of Andy has been an annoying pain in the neck who's hiding behind a facade. Now, do we think that perhaps they've been educated because they're doing a very good job behind the scenes? Maybe that has played a part. Maybe that would explain a lot. Maybe you're just jealous of their competence, JT. Ooh, okay. I actually am a little bit offended right now, Frog Fan, just so you know, so I'm going to have to limit the remainder of your time on this episode. But what do we think of Scooter's relationship with Chelsea Handler? The thing about Scooter I've been wondering is, do you think his last name is Gross? Scooter Gross? Why do you think his last name is Gross? Well, if JP is his mother's brother, oh, okay. or if JP is his dad's brother, it may be his last name is Gross. He could be Scooter Gross for all I know. It, and it if could he be. is Scooter Gross, then he's perfect for Chelsea Handler. It's all I'm saying. No offense. Ah, oh, that's good. That's really good. I see good. what yeah. you did yeah. there. I see that's, what that's you did. That's soundbite, JT. You should tweet that out. You should, you should make it into a little soundbite, and it can be a ringtone. Okay, I will definitely make that my ringtone. I find Steven, it interesting that Scooter is better at relationships than Sam Eagle is at this point. Oh, He's I better did. at relationships than I am at this point. Okay. JT, what do you do with your hands on a date? Hmm. Okay, let's back up. JD, what do you do on a date? Yeah, JT, what do you? What would your ideal? <laughs> Tell date us, JD. Call? What was your ideal? Yes. No offense, but we want to know. No, no, no. Yes. Yes, we do want to know. None of this deserves a response. You realize that, right? (laughs) I'm not going to give you that kind of satisfaction. This is my show, darn it. So what are some of your favorite and least favorite parts of this series overall? Oh, overall. Well, I I do have suggestions for improvement. I the things I don't like could be improved if they had more special effects like exploding socks. Mm Mm-hmm. Or more frogs. And dogs and bears and chickens and things. The the ratio of exploding exploding anything or dogs and frogs and bears and chickens what about chickens has been very low. I have yes! chickens. Where are they? Where'd they I go? don't know. I don't know. All I want to know is where's Camilla? That is the question of the day. That is, that is the good. question. I've started a missing Muppets milk campaign and Camilla is number one. Oh, that's good. Yes. Do we get to see pictures of these milk cartons? Well, what you do is when you spot these Muppets, you hashtag Missing Muppets Milk Campaign, and then we'll all see where they are. Wait, will we see them or when we notice them missing? If you see them, Stephen, then okay. you know. When you, when you leave the tavern tonight, you, yes. you're going to want to look up and down the street, and okay. you're going to very, very carefully scout on your way home yes. all the way from California to Ohio, you, uh, it's a very long walk, so you'll have lots of time. you got to scout to see any of these missing Muppets, and then you have to let Twitter know. So if I see, like, Beautiful Day Monster, then I th- that's when I do this, right? Yes. Okay. Somehow I know we'll meet again. Not sure quite where. <laughs> JT, you're in my car. So Goodbye. Anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Are you getting rid of me that quickly, JTs? Is that it? Oh, what's that? That's, That's my ukulele. 
That's a terrible key to play in, though. I'm trying to figure it out, but it's it's not a good key. You know, any key is a good key on the kazoo. Well, we I'm are, sure that is. We are going to start the greatest Muppets tribute band ever. Yes, we are. Yes. I agree. I agree. It's it's mostly going to be the Frogfan 76 tribute band. but I, I could do Menomina all day long. Do it. Okay, that was fun. Right, we're good. We're good. We got it. Uh, frog yeah, fan. Frog fan. Frog fan. Sorry, sorry. Frog, uh, yes. I just got carried away was, with the music. <laughs> anything else you'd like to add before we uh, say goodbye, beloved Muppet Pope? What have we done here? I have no idea. We started a band, Stephen. We oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good. Now, you have to name it Frog Fan because I'm terrible with coming up with band I names. want the fans to name it, so you tweet us and you hashtag it. Muppet Band name ideas. I'll tell you what, let, let's hashtag it Muppet Fan Band. How's that? Ooh, maybe that's the name of our band, Steve. No, no, no. <laughs> it, needs, it needs to be better than that. No, no, no. Okay, but, of all the fans, all both of you listening to yes. this, what is this? I don't know what we're doing. You, this you is Let's Talk Muppets. Let's, let's Talk what? Let's what? Talk Muppets. Oh, that's what this is. Yes, it's a part of 11 Point Collar, which is a podcast from MuppetHub.com, and it has over 100 listeners, not just yes, two. Yes, it's, it's JD's show. It's not mine, so go JT, crazy, Frog Fan. JT, that's too many things. Why do we have so many things? Why don't you consolidate and do one thing well? Have you thought about that? <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Your time is running out. I'm so glad this isn't mine. JT, is rosacea supposed to burn? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show, Mr. 76. It's been a pleasure having you. You're not going to Google that for me? I am not going to Google that for you. Are you? It's it's time for saying goodbye, then? That's what you're telling me right now? I think it's time for saying goodbye. I've heard we've that got... your CD may be being released at some point very soon, Frog Fan. It's sometimes it's better to go. Somehow I know we'll meet again. Not sure quite where. Well, that was um fun, I think. I don't know. Hey, listeners, welcome to Let's Talk Muppets. I know it's really late in the show to do this, but since I didn't get the chance to say hi and get through the housekeeping stuff before uh, before we got interrupted, uh, we're just going to get her done right now. And now, here is a Steve Swanson. Hi, I'm Steve Swanson, and I refuse to get belly plugs. That's oddly specific. Say, Steve, what website are you from? I'm from the MuppetCast at MuppetCast.com. You can also find the MuppetCast online at MuppetCast.com slash Facebook and in iTunes at MuppetCast.com slash iTunes. And what's been going on over at the MuppetCast, Steve? Oh, well, a whole lot. It's been a big, uh, well, you know, part of it. We were in Atlanta last weekend for the big opening of the Worlds of Puppetry exhibit in Atlanta at the Center for Puppetry Arts. And this weekend coming up, a special early episode coming out on Saturday because we're talking with Kirk Thatcher, the director of Turkey Hollow, which airs on Sunday on the Lifetime channel. And since I had the opportunity to take part in a special Q&A with Kirk Thatcher and with Lisa Henson, I've written some stuff on Muppet Hub about Turkey Hollow as well, which you can find at MuppetHub.com. So if we're going to give Turkey Hollow just a quick letter grade, what would you give it? 
I've only seen about the first two thirds of it because I've been so busy lately. Oh, work, wow. Balancing basically three different podcast episodes in the air while working on getting articles up and pages up and 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 there's also work because <laughs> I need to have money or else I can't do Muppet Hub. Well, there, there's that. So I have had so many balls in the air that I haven't actually had time to watch the last third of it. So far, as far as a letter grade goes, I don't know. I think uh, I'm, I'm feeling somewhere in the B range, but I can't say where. Hopefully on the higher end of that, but we'll see how it ends. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting right around a B plus, A minus. I think it's very, very good. Yeah, I think I'm about where you are, so we'll see. We shall see. But yes. uh, you can find all that stuff the MuppetCast is doing at MuppetCast.com, all the stuff that I'm doing at MuppetHub.com, and that's where you can listen to all these different episodes I'm working on uh, for my various podcasts, including the recent episode of 11 Point Collar. Yes, I did a normal episode of 11 Point Collar all about the Center for Puppetry Arts. Uh, so be sure to listen to that if you want to know about the grand opening of the Worlds of Puppetry Museum. You know, more than what you heard on Steve's show, if you need a little something extra. You don't, because he covered it really well. But, <laughs> well, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yes. Anyway, for our last announcement, if you haven't done so yet, check out the outtakes, bloopers, and other fun stuff on our 11 Point Collar YouTube channel, and please subscribe to that. Just oh, remember, no, you, you actually put the outtakes from that? I, I have outtakes from... A few things. Oh, gosh. Oh, I apologize ahead of time, everyone. Oh, boy. <laughs> what are you thinking of? <laughs> I don't know. I just know what we did and then what wound up on the actual episode. So, okay. Because you I, know, there, as far as from the shows that we recorded in Atlanta, I don't have much in the way of outtakes or bloopers at all. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, if people go out to your YouTube channel and listen to what you have in the outtakes, whoo, boy. But I hope they do, because it's good stuff, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i generally pretty cool about it. There's stuff from an episode or two back where I have outtakes that have yet to be released, actually. But mm. you can find that uh, YouTube channel by going to mubbithub.com slash donjuanpron. Now, are you actually going to air any of the outtakes from uh, the, the call we just did with FrogFan when he said, uh, well, well, I mean, you, you know. Oh gosh, I don't know that I can air that. I'd, I don't know if, if it's, I don't know if it's you could just clear a little that. too I mean, racially sensitive, Steve. Well, that it's 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 very oh yeah. I and mean, also, I, our female listeners will probably not take too kind. And listeners under the age of I feel 20. bad for for pigs, for frogs, for for whatevers. I, I feel bad for wildlife anywhere. After Somehow that. he managed to offend Smurfs. I don't know how you do that. And how is that even possible? I know. That's beside the point. And listeners, minions! Okay, never mind. Okay. Listeners, you can contact me at me and me at mubbithub.com. Follow me on Twitter at JD11PC. Follow along with Let's Talk Muppets on the Twitter page at New Muppet Show. And like us on Facebook at mubbithub.com slash Facebook. So, at long last, we can get going with Correcting Kim. Scooter is smitten with Miss Piggy's latest up-late guest, Chelsea Handler. He sometimes watches her on the Naughty Language channels after his mom goes to bed. Scooter's overjoyed to hear that Chelsea is looking to settle down with a dorky fellow with a steady job. He feels he has a real shot at being her man, or at least her boy toy, if Uncle Deadly's assessment of the situation is accurate. Steve, what are we that. thinking so far? That was a... Well, of course, here's Uncle Deadly stealing the show again. With uh, Scooter thinks I could be I could be Chelsea Handler's boyfriend, boy toy. Trust me, you JD are a boy toy. 
I don't recall Uncle Deadly saying that. Uh, but he could. Very easily, I think. But he could. He could. So this cold open felt just a little tiny bit weak to me. Uh, because really? it was it was basically just exposition to set up one of the plot lines. I'm used to stuff that's got a few jokes going on and that's setting up a few different things. Like, look at the uh, uh, last week's show. That cold open was amazing. It was its own thing. With this it one, was it's, its own thing, yeah. It's ju- with this one, it's just getting some exposition in place for one of the storylines. And that, to but me... It- Oh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. I didn't have well, much else to say. I couldn't figure out how I was going to end that sentence anyhow. Okay, well, I, I will end it for you in saying that I appreciated it in the way that it was not setting up Miss Piggy feuding with Chelsea Handler. Thank goodness. Yes, yes, we, yes. I, I, think, I think it's safe to say we've moved past that trend in the show. Why would you jinx us like that, Steve? I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, let's just cross our fingers and, and hope that we can all just move on. Well, hey, at least they've remembered to stop having on the blonde guest. Oh. Oh. Uh, no, no. Wah, 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 wah. But you know what? Any cold open with Uncle Deadly is a winner. So yes. I like it. Yes. I like it. What do we think of the criteria for being a dork? Are we uh, dorks by this criteria? <laughs> <laughs> JD, we are both Muppet podcasters. There's no way we're dorks. Come on. This is true. Fozzie seems to be aging again, and I don't like it. First, we saw him aging when they rebuilt the puppet to have gray eyebrows years ago, and now the plugs. Really? I'm okay with the plugs. I find it funny, but I don't it's... know how I. I eh. Because okay, it's interesting because we can watch. Fozzie age. Kermit will never, ch- he's not going to change color. His hair is not going to turn gray because he doesn't have any hair. Miss Piggy's never going to age because she's just going to keep dyeing her hair and getting this raised and that raised and that worked on and all that kind of stuff. No, so, he, she's getting stuff hiked. Hiked. That's what I'm, thank, thank you very much. Yes. Gonzo, we kind of see him aging in his voice more than anything, but that's true. You know what? I, Personally, I think Fozzie aging bothered me at first when I saw it in the in the Muppets film. But uh, I, I kind of like it now. These these Muppets are growing up. They're different because of this TV show. So it, it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Fozzie is very excited to ask Becky to move in with him. Kermit worries he may be moving a little too fast for someone he's only known for 12 weeks. Uh, he and Denise... But hey, hey, that's a whole 11 weeks longer than every other relationship he's ever been in. That's true. Did you notice that in this episode, Fozzie says Rolf instead of what Muppets normally say, Ralph? Did they normally say Ralph or did they say Rolf? I think I have noticed... Uh, I'm not positive about Fozzie, but I've noticed some of them, like Scooter, I think generally say Ralph. I think it's so quick that it's it's hard sometimes to determine exactly what they're saying, but... Uh, I, I mean, either pronunciation, because a lot of people do say Ralph incorrectly, I might add. I'm okay with either pronunciation because Jimmy Dean established that Ralph was acceptable. Yes, that's true. So that's canon. It's fine. Can we move on, Steve? Yes. Is it wrong that I loved seeing Fozzie hit himself with a rubber band? No, that was great. How amazing. That that was just one of those little moments that that little that piece of business didn't need to be there, but... If you Actually, think about it, it from a puppeteer's perspective, he's it, it's a it's a live hand Muppet stretching a rubber, rubber band like that. I really love that. It was very subtle. And if you don't know or care what's going on underneath the character, it doesn't really make much of a difference. But I watched it going, oh, look at that. Hmm. 
I never thought to look at it that way. Well, that's, that's because I'm a bigger dork than you are. I'm not going to argue with that. Okay. Now, uh, what do we think of the running gag with Kermit's interviews? Very funny. And I heard someone else talking about this this week that, I don't know, maybe it's a sign that they're getting away from a really solid focus on these one-on-one -on -one interviews. Because it seemed like this episode, they didn't really do too many of those, aside from the ones with Kermit, where it wound up being a gag where somebody thought, well, he was talking to the camera, but he was really talking to Bobo or, or to whoever. Yeah, but this episode actually had fewer plots to keep track of. And if there are fewer plots to keep track of, then you don't need to rely on interviews so much to keep the audience caught up. That's a good point. That's a good point. But So that's yeah, why thought... we got a couple with Kermit and we got one with Scooter. But I thought that was really well done to kind of break that format and make... It was very self-referential, and I really liked that. It was very entertaining. Uh, uh, even after Rizzo and Peppy make... Peppy? Did I just say Peppy? You said Peppy. I did. I can't talk, okay? Frost Rizzo and, and Energetic. <laughs> mm. Yes. More water will hopefully help me. I'm not even sure you're drinking water over there. Even after Rizzo and Pepe make him self-conscious about his hands, Scooter gets up enough nerve to ask out Chelsea Handler. I always laugh at, you're trying to land a woman, not a plane. That was a good line, yes. It is a good line. It is a good line. Now, uh, it doesn't go smoothly, but a date is made nevertheless. A first kiss is swapped before dessert. This freaks out Scooter to the point where he flees the restaurant. Chelsea Handler won't be ignored, though. She sends Scooter multiple te texts and flowers the next day. Ooh. Well, she sends one bouquet, but it does have multiple flowers in it. Yeah, yes. that's a really, really, really weird way to put that. It's a shame that this uh, story synopsis from Kim skips so much, but I always like it when... Uh, Scooter says, well, I, I act like they say it all the time, but I mean, every time I watch it, I like it when Scooter says, heavens to Betsy, you're covered in crudite. Well, you know, it's funny because, okay, so I know you have a list of online petitions. Yes. But I think we might need to compile a list of all of Scooter's swear words, including things like fudge sickles mm -hmm. or fiddle faddle, things like that. You know what I mean? Good grief. You're right, Steve. Yes. See? Okay, let's get this started. I don't know who's going to do it because I'm too busy keeping track of too many things, but if this is what you want, then you may start to keep a list oh, of Scooter gosh. profanity. Oh, what did I volunteer myself for? Yes, you volunteer. Yeah, thank you for volunteering yourself oh, for this. Oh, no. All right. I've finally learned to start doing that to people. Mm-hmm. You've done it to me before. I finally I, learned to start yes, doing that. Yes, that's... And, and well done. We've come so far. Here yes. you are. I feel like you're growing. Really? It's amazing. The doctor was saying the same thing. Anyway... Where was I in this uh, Chelsea Handler, blah, 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 texts and flowers? I don't think we're supposed to be there yet. So come on, Kim, you can make this a bit simpler and put all your stories where they're supposed to go. Uh, he and Denise, that's Kermit and Denise, join Fozzie and Becky for trivia night at Ralph's. Or Ralph's, whichever. It's Kermit's way of trying to dig up dirt on his best pal's gal. Kermit believes that Becky cheats at trivia. Bum, bum, bum. He shares his concerns with Denise, who advises him not to meddle. But metal he does. I guess that means he starts playing metal music or something. Ha 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 ha. Nothing, huh? Steve. Steve? Are you, you talking to me? Oh, oh, I thought you were doing one of those podcast thingies. 
No, I've been talking to you this whole time, Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. So what are, what are we talking? Oh, oh, yes. I actually thought, and I think a lot of people kind of thought that, oh, Becky's on her cell phone underneath the table. She's cheating, but she's not cheating at trivia. Uh, of course, she well, she wasn't even cheating at trivia. It, it's kind of a silly sitcom premise, I guess. But yeah. uh, okay, it... it it felt kind of weak to me. You know, it felt like, well, we need to do something with Becky. Let's do this. This will work. I thought it was kind of interesting because we don't know much about Becky. And so we but would totally buy But everything I know it. about Becky tells me that Becky's not that smart. This is not a blonde thing. This is just a Becky thing. All right. Becky is, well, dating Fozzie. So she doesn't really have it all together to begin with. And she tells her her parents that Fozzie really does have it all together, which we know is completely false. And uh, there's just not a lot to Becky that tells me that she's got a 750 credit score, if you know what I mean. All right? I think I know what you mean. Not not that Denise does, because, well, Denise walked away from a condo in San Diego. She's not a home wrecker. She's a home leaver. Thank you. And Becky, it just, she's... Unless she's some kind of, like, trivia savant, I didn't buy it. I bought it. For how much? I, I, <laughs> boo, give us the bear. Um, now, for me, it seemed like she was the type of person who was pretty darn good at keeping a lot of stuff in her head. She could remember lots and lots and lots and lots of things. But when it came to thinking stuff for herself, that's where she struggled a bit with the reasoning. Okay, all right. I've known too many people who seem like they're really, really smart because they can remember stuff, meaning they can get great grades in school and all that jazz. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to actual smarts and, you know, good decision-making and good reasoning and good logic, well, they don't really think much. Yeah. They they might read, but that's not the same as thinking for themselves. I was one of those kids. I was one of those kids in school. I was actually, I, believe it or not, and this is really true, I ranked number three in my high school history, my statewide high school history test as the, the number three kid uh, it ranked in Ohio and, and U.S. history. Is that, is that crazy? I don't know about crazy. It just solidifies the fact that you're a dork. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I know, ask me anything you want about President Kilimanjaro, and I can tell you anything you want. Well, now I'm just going to have a song by Toto stuck in my head for the rest of the night, but that's not important right now. I love hearing Rizzo and Pepe's commentary on everyone. Everything that they've commented on has been great. And there's a segment that I think is going to play at the beginning of this episode in which they they start, or it's not a segment, it's a scene rather, sorry. I'd force a habit, I guess, now because of Let's Talk Muppets and it's wow. ridiculous segment-driven format, but... There's a scene when they're over by the Swedish chef, and I think it's Pepe who says, I don't think he washes his hands, which I, I, that would not surprise me much about the Swedish chef, but it's just another one of those little details that makes it uh, all that, that makes the character all that much funnier. You know what? I love how Rizzo and Pepe mess with people. Like last week Mm -hmm. it was Chip, and this week it's Scooter. I like them a lot as a duo. I do too. This is, I think they were, we haven't seen them 
acting like a duo all that much since it, Muppets from Space. I was going to say, they've had moments together, but I want more of those because they're very well matched. Yeah. yeah. And then when now, Gonzo comes in and is kind of like... he. Gonzo also fits in that, but mm-hmm. Rizzo and Pepe together are really, really solid. Yeah, that's true. Now, going back to uh, Chelsea Handler's little bit of a... Uh, uh, sorry, not Chelsea Handler. Blah, wrong character. Going back to Becky's little... I don't want to say it's a battle with Kermit, but it's really Kermit's battle against Becky, even though she's not in on it. Um, I know that during the the scene when Kermit's trying to get the trivia out of getting her to admit that she doesn't know any of this trivia. That was an interesting scene because we just learned so much weird stuff about all these characters. Oh my gosh. Like somehow Beaker knows all this history. Big mean Carl. Big mean Carl is a Francophile. Right. And then, which is, uh, yeah, which is weird. And then you've got uncle deadly and now um, I want to get clothes from Uncle Deadly's fashion lines. And then there's, as always, and then there's Uncle Deadly. Yes, there. You know, we need to just rename this series to the Uncle Deadly Show. Oh man, we could very easily do that. We can easily do it with an online petition. All right, write it down. I did before we started with this episode because I knew I would want that. And, and did you write down that we want Uncle Deadly's actual fashion line? Oh, okay, sure. Um, uh, produce Uncle Deadly's fashion line. There we go. Okay. Another online petition. All right, where were we? <laughs> I have no idea where we were. We're going through correcting Kim. I think we're getting through at a reasonable pace, but we got to get to our commercial break fast now. Have we gotten to the date? Uh, I think we did touch on the date, yeah. Oh, oh okay, all right, good. We did. did you have more to say about the date? No, no, I'm, I'm fine. I just wanted to make sure we we, uh, we covered that. So, J.D. Hansel, you strike me as someone who lives in or near the Baltimore area and is the oldest of five children. I'm trying to remember what her response to that is in the episode, and I can't remember it. Oh, it's killing me. I don't write down quite as many quotes as you do. And you know I, that. I write down a lot. You yeah, write well, down I, I watch, a I, I watch a lot. I live with each episode a lot each week, yes. I'm not unconvinced that you have Ryan Dozier sending you the actual scripts from each episode. What? No, no, no. Everybody knows that at age 15 that you won the Camp Kikiki singing competition and professed your love to Emily Winrick, only to be turned away when she told you that she wouldn't love you even if you were the bestest Muppet fan on the internet. That's amazing. Nothing you said has been right. I thought of a Muppet quote. It just That's wasn't good. the right one. No, that was very good. Yeah. I just wish I'd thought of it sooner. <laughs> but you can edit it so it sounds really tight. I can. I can. And then they'll wonder why I've been complaining about it this long. But I always chuckle when Bobo enters the frame right after uh, Kermit has just really upset Fozzie. Oh, that was great. You know what I mean? Bobo just, he's just oh. suddenly there towering over Kermit and goes, Hug. Hug. it's the best that's bobo right there yes it is it is and it's a particular brand of humor yeah because it's not sincere it's funny but it's not like off the wall zany explosion humor it's just weird and off center and bobo yeah you i think that there is a type of person that's going to lean towards bobo humor and there's a type of person that i totally understand that's just not totally going to grasp it 
I've loved Bobo since the moment I saw him, which I think the first moment I saw him was Muppets Tonight, but the first time I really noticed him was in Muppets from Space. Well, then why don't you just go and marry the guy? Gosh, anyway, uh, let's see. I already got Because to the then I would have to invite every Muppet character, and that catering bill, let me tell you. Uh, I think last time all the Muppets got, like, all of the Muppets got together, Jim Henson was given the bill, so... I believe that's probably true. I think so, yeah. Now, uh, I'm trying to see where we should be in this, because we've made it to just about the end, and we've uh, hit on just about everything, so we can start wrapping this up now. Uh, wow. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, we've gone through this very quickly. Uh, rumors fly, I mean, we can start wrapping up the the Kim segment. Oh, okay, that's that's good, yeah. Because we have to do favorites, and we have to we do, do a toast and a roast. Yes, we do. We, I mean, we skip those Steve, last gosh. week. Gosh. I, we may have done favorites. I don't remember, but we definitely did skip a toast and a roast. Last paragraph from Kim. Rumors fly about the rift between Kermit and Fozzie. The electric mayhem has some particularly interesting theories about Kermit being a robot. The tension on the set comes to a head when Fozzie realizes that Kermit doesn't think of him as an adult. He asks him to give him a little more respect. Kermit agrees to do just that, but he's still going to keep an eye on him. That's just what friends do. And that's where it stops, because it doesn't want to give away the punchline with the band. But uh, I wish every episode had gossiping from the band. Yes, that was so funny. They, uh, they're they so ridiculously insane. I know, they're so drugged. And and to see them actually... I mean, the, the scenes in the van were fun. But this was actually like letting them just kind of explore their weirdness. And... Actually, like, there's some hijinks in planting the cookies and then peering around the corner to see if Kermit took the bait. Like, that's so out of, like, almost Hanna-Barbera. It was, it was great. You're right. It is almost out of Hanna-Barbera, but with better animation. Yes, much better animation. Yeah, I'll say. And better, almost... much better puppetry than, than Hanna-Barbera ever had. That's very, very, very true. Banana splits, are you listening? Huh? 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 Gotta make huh? those mounds move. Come on. I just love Janice's quote. Look at his eyes. He has no soul. Oh, gosh. I'll never That's... stop laughing at that one. And uh, Zoot thinking he's a robot. Yeah, did you like Zoot a, thinking he's a robot? A, after them just talking about a robot, and Zoot's all of a sudden thinking, beep, boop, but, but. <laughs> and it apparently came a bit too naturally. That's something else. I don't know. I, was a, I thought that moment was a little off. I wasn't sure that I totally got you know, it didn't seem like it totally worked for me, but I can see how it worked for other people. Yeah. Uh, did you notice that when Fozzie got his hat stuck in the fan, Deadly was taking a video on his phone? No. Go back and watch it sometime. Oh, wow. Yes. But Uncle I'll... Deadly is videoing the whole thing as he's being moved around by the fan. Oh, as Fozzie's gosh. being moved around by the fan. Oh, and you'd how, expect that. How wonderful would it be if that actually showed up on the Muppets YouTube feed? I know it probably won't, but what oh, a great connection been, to the show that would be. That would have been brilliant. Oh, missed opportunity, Muppets. Gosh, yeah. Gosh. Now, oh. when Floyd runs from Animal at the very, very end of the show, he's <laughs> yeah. still doing the walk that he always did on the Muppet show. Yes, that little scoot. Yeah. Yes. I noticed that, that too. That was so clever. <laughs> well, he is the hippest of the hip. He is the hippest of the hip. And at this point, he he, at this age, he probably needs a hip replacement. So leave the comedy to the bear. Oh, come dude. on. That was good. Uh huh. Sure. Now, yeah. listen for Big Mean Carl as Kermit's reaching for the cookies in that last little bit. Did you oh. do that? 
no, I this is I missed a Big Me Carl moment this week. What happened? It's it's very very subtle and there isn't much to it. It's not like a big punchline or anything like that. It's just just one of those little extra touches. If you're listening very closely in the background, you'll hear because he's being the receptionist. He picks up the phone and says, um, "Up late with Miss Piggy. What?" That's great. And that's such a perfect way for him to answer the phone because it's so unprofessional. I love well, it. Well, all he does is take messages. He doesn't pay attention to tone. No, he doesn't so. judge tone. He doesn't judge tone. No. Okay, that wraps up correcting Kim. I can throw this paper away, which I did just throw away dramatically behind me. A nice. la Swedish chef. Now, where are we? We've done correcting Kim. Well, so I'm let's... in Ohio. You're somewhere around Baltimore, according to Wikipedia. No, Steve, we're not talking about where we live. We're talking oh. about where we are right now, which is oh. in Ralph's Tavern. Oh, see, I was doing a little, okay, I was doing a joke, and I then I just made a big gosh darn mess of it. I'm sorry, were you just, were you just talking to me? No, 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 it's, it's okay, we can we I can thought move you were doing forward. one of those one-on-one interviews. No, 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 we, we can move forward. We, we don't even have to clean any of this up. Some poor schlub of a podcast host will come and edit all this together. Yeah, that would be me. Um, I guess now's a good time for us to take a break. Want to go to the break? Let, let's go to the break. Okay. For information on how you can become a sponsor of Muppet Hub's podcast productions, please send an email to contact at jdhansel.com with the subject sponsor. Flipper Media, online media production and consulting. To jumpstart your projects, go to flipper.media. But the problem with the Kalam cosmological argument is that its conclusion does not follow the same logic as its premises, and that's not good reasoning. It simply gives its solution permission to break every logical rule that it establishes. But you are making a big assumption about that premise. And oh, oh, we're back. We're back. Oh, oh we're back on? Okay. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome back. It's time for a new segment called Bad Muppet Theater. In this segment, we'll reenact one of our favorite Muppet moments from this series. Now, I'm going to be Ken, and Steve, I want you to be Ken. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Ahem. Put on a robe, Ken. Okay. All right, Steve, I guess we can move on to favorites now. And, of course, this is the part of the show where we give our favorite moments and favorite quotes and favorite storylines and all that stuff. So, Steve, do you have any favorite moments from this episode? Oh, wow. Um, this was such a good episode. It's hard to... Okay, I think I'm going to go with uh, the Scooter and Chelsea Handler storyline. Okay. Um, that really... I, I like that because it got Scooter out of... We learned more about Scooter, really. You know, we're, we're kind of in this mode now in the show where Scooter, we're, we're seeing all these different facets of his character. He is very at home in Color Me Mine. True. Uh, he just uh, kind of tends to sneak around the more uh, sassy adult channels and found Chelsea Handler. And he's, he's kind of pursuing this. I don't know that she's ever going to show up again, but he was pursuing a relationship, a dating relationship where he was... I mean, I always see him as kind of a teenager, so he was really kind of trying to grow up, but we still see all these limitations of his character. And I like the fact that 
the the scooter element got us out of the normal Muppet sets. You know, he actually met Chelsea out at a fancy restaurant, albeit not for very long, but he was there. And I feel like Scooter had the most character development out of anyone in this episode. Yeah. Well, with the exception of Kim. Well, with the exception of Kim, obviously. She's developed a lot. I think I'm going to give it to the same plot line. As for my favorite quote, I really have a hard time with this one because I love the Janice quote. The Janice quote is very good. I like the Pepe quote. And I love the Pepe quote. You've got to listen to your heart. I stand corrected. Your heart is very stupid. Pepe had a few good quotes in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Pepe generally does now. That's nice. That's new. Oh, and just as an aside, because I I don't want to forget this, um, Peter Lenz today posted on his Facebook page that ultimately he wound up with the keychain to Fozzie's key to his apartment. And I thought that was very sweet. Hold on. I'm bringing up this post because there's something great that happened on this post. Okay. Oh, wait a second. What's this? I just see see a post from Frogfan on Facebook. What? It says, it's not on my wall. It's just public. It just says, Stephen and JT Hanksleben just called me. Just saying. (laughs) Well, I mean, let's face it. When when you've made the big time, you you do kind of want to share it with the world. Yeah, that's true. So I can see why he would do that. No, I, 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 I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can bring up Peter Linz's post. Yeah, he says, I got the key to Fozzie's apartment. What do I do first? And I, and he's, uh, yeah, he's got the picture where he's holding it and eyeing it. And if I can find my comment, which Peter liked, and I always love it when a Muppet person likes one of my posts on Facebook or comments on Facebook because I feel special. Um, I said, uh, uh, selfies while wearing the Fozzie hat. And the tie. Don't forget the tie. Yes. And then someone else commented on that saying, good grief, the puppeteer's a bear. Ah. To which Peter replied, no, he's a not. He's a long-haired hippie freak. Oh, that's so good. And this is why I love the Muppet fan community. Yes. 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 Uh, where were we going with this? I. It doesn't even matter. Except that we have to keep going through the episode, Steve. Well, we've gone through the episode. We just talked about our favorites. We haven't we haven't done toast and a roast. We haven't done the um, burnt hamburgers. Well, you know, since uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's gotten pretty late in the show, though. So I guess mm-hmm. it's probably a good time to do a lovely segment that we haven't gotten to do in a little while, which is called. You know what it is, Steve? Steve? Oh, I'm sorry. Are are you are you talking to me? Uh. Yes, I've been talking to you for the last 59 minutes. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, uh, I, you weren't looking at me, so I've, I've learned that when, I haven't been able to see you this when, whole time. It's when, a When someone's not looking at me, that they're not talking to me. Huh. Thank you. You must be in IT. Anyway, I, it's time for the... <laughs> funny you should say that. Yes, I know. It's time for the online petition report. The online petition report. Oh, no. All right, let's do it. Okay. You know, you may have just interrupted the uh, the theme music for well, the online I'm hoping petition. That, that as the podcast hosts, that, that some poor slob will edit that. Someone will. Yeah, don't worry. Your your part will be edited after the theme. If I'm sure well. it will. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Thanks to some poor schlub. Anyway, 
so let's go through the list of all the petitions that we at Muppet Hub have put together concerning, well, anything related to the Muppets over the past few months. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. All right. The petition to keep the Fraggle Rock movie in Fraggle Rock. The petition to get Frogman 76 on the new Muppet Show on ABC. The petition to get Frank Oz a bodyguard who will punch anyone who asks if Frank will do the voice. The petition to make Sam Eagle and Janice, also known as Samus, a couple. The petition to kill off Statler. The petition to kill off Astoria. The petition to remove Fozzie from, a, from approximately 50% of the episode's B or C stories. The petition to add Big Mean Carl to various awkward situations. The petition to see Clifford make a cameo. Put Chris Rock on 30 Rock. Make Ryan Dozier the head writer for the Muppets. Show the breakup between Gonzo and Camilla. Produce Godzilla vs. Mothra. Have Alice Cooper on the new show as a guest star. Bring back Hilda. Give Ralph his own advice segment in each episode. Start each episode with a Brian Henson intro a la Best of the Muppet Show. Put Frogfan76 in charge of the Jim Henson Company. Get a robe for Ken. Make obsessive Henson fan disorder an actual medical thing. Get Kermit to give an explanation of the afterlife at my memorial service. Add Tutter to the cast of the new series. Rename the series to The Uncle Deadly Show. And finally, the petition to produce Uncle Deadly's fashion line. Can I add one more? You may add one more. I'd like to introduce the petition to add at least one scene in this season one show with Robin. Add at least one scene in this season with Robin. And who knows, after they reboot the series, maybe every episode will be only Robin. And none of those petitions have had anything to do with Walter, have they? Let's make one. Okay. All right. Um, the petition to make... More and more people are noticing that Walter is not there. The petition to make Walter the star of the new Muppet Show. The host of Up Late with Miss Piggy, even. Okay. I'm rewriting I'm, I, this. I, I'm not serious about that. Don't write that down. I'm writing it down. Don't write it down. Too late. The oh. petition to make Walter the new host of <laughs> Up Late with Miss Piggy. Yes. That would be so funny. Oh, and one more. Uh. And this is this is this is really the last one. But you're you're going to love this. The petition to send you and I each a coffee mug from Up Late with Miss Piggy. I'm adding it now. One way or another, by hook or by crook, I will own an, a mug from Up Late with Miss Piggy. Probably more likely by crook. This is true. Yes. That's very, very true. Let's yeah. see where I am in my notes. I've gone through all my script. And let's see. I've gone through phone a friend, gone through most of this. And this brings us to a toast and a roast. And that was the A Toast and a Roast theme. So, Steve, would you like to start? Sure. Um, I'm going to toast the fact. You don't get to toast facts. No, I do. No. You're going to agree with me on this. You gave me a hard time when I tried to toast whoever named the show The Muppets. You're really going to like this. Okay. I'm going to toast the fact that this episode wasn't all about Miss Piggy's misbehavior. Okay, let's reword this, and then we can actually make that work. Okay. Toast the writer 
who wrote an episode that wasn't about Miss Piggy's behavior. Yes. Thank you to whoever that is. Because this episode was, well, a continuation of a really good trend, a really good direction for this show. Uh, I think it's easy to write episodes where Miss Piggy is feuding with insert guest star name here. Or Miss Piggy is the girlfriend of insert male guest star name here. Uh it's just it's I think the show has come so far since we've gotten away from that um, that device. You know what I mean? So the fact that we had some great scooter development, okay, it's another blonde actress. Fine. In fact, we had two blonde a- fine. But you know what? It was a great episode. It was good storylines. And I think as well, I don't think it's a secret. We've both talked about this. You and I both got to hang out a little bit with Steve Whitmire in Atlanta last weekend and talk with him very candidly about this TV show. And all of us agreed. It's gotten a lot better. It seems like they've kind of found their stride. And this episode was just a continuation of that. That was quite a long toast. Can we all sit down now? Well, you have to drink your tap water first. But can then, I drink yes, my tap water can, and then, then all you right, can I'll, sit drink down. My, yes. I'll drink my uh, tap water. Do I need something to make the clinking sound here? Let's try a... There we go. All right. Well, now this puts me in the difficult uh, situation of trying to figure out who I'm going to toast. So I'm going to toast Peter Linz for replying to my comment on his Facebook post. Hey, all right. All right. Now who do we roast? Well, Man. I know who I'm going to roast. Go for it. Andy and Randy. Because <laughs> everybody I've ever known named Andy has been so, so annoying. I'm going to roast my former roommate, Andy Farmer. No. Um, uh, <laughs> Andy Farmer is a real person, by the way. Um, and he's probably listening to this right now and laughing his butt off. Um, I'm, gosh, it's so hard. To figure out who to roast because I genuinely liked this episode. I don't know who was really weak in this episode. So you know what? I'm going to roast Yolanda because I don't think we really saw her in this episode. So she should have stepped up and at least made some sort of sarcastic or snarky joke. She at least should have shown up to make a sarcastic joke about how she just loves not being included in any episode or given any screen time. It's her fave. It's her fave. Maybe she was too busy being passed around this week. No, uh, move on, move on. Move on, move on. I think that brings us to our closing remarks. So, Steve, do you have anything else that you would like to add to this in, close, in closing? Uh, not really, I don't think. I, I, You know what? I would have liked to have seen maybe some words of wisdom from Rolf, but the fact that he was the uh, trivia game master was fun. I just like, I love any moments with Rolf, you know, so... Uh, I think this was, as we've already said, a continuation of a really good trend. I just, I'm looking forward to next week. You know what I'm really looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the final episode before the big break because that's going to be a Christmas episode, yes, of the Muppets. And we know the Muppets plus Christmas always equals great stuff. So can't wait to see that. That's not entirely true. Stop. Yes, it is. Moving on. Moving right along. I think that uh, what we see in this episode is the Muppets getting very, very comfortable with the style of this show. They know what they're doing now. 
which generally is a sign that, um, well, that it's about time for a reboot. That's usually how these things work. Once and show... numbers are better. Did you notice that too? Oh, numbers really? are I better. Know. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're. Oh, yes. Oh, good. I I can understand why they would get better after uh, after it got some time to finally, you know, get a handle on things or a handler on things. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Yeah, I, I had to make the pun at some point. No, I, I heard you thinking about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, really? Were you thinking of the same pun? Yes, yes, I was. No. Oh well, it's it's one of those puns that's sort of like Helen Reddy, you know, like it's obligatory. It's yes. got to be done. But as I was trying to say before, it's good when a show starts to get into the rhythm of things and know what it's doing. But then it can get so comfortable with what it's doing that it gets kind of lazy. And so I think that the reboot or whatever it's going to be, refresher or re whatever, is probably going to be a good thing because first of all, they are surely going to make Walter the new host of Up Late with Miss Piggy. Clearly. Clearly, obviously. Secondly, it's going to give us a chance to take all of the best elements of what we've learned so far, but add a few new things so that they still have stuff to figure out. And I know that doesn't sound like a good thing, but from what I have seen, generally once writers get too comfortable and familiar with what they're working on, whether they realize it or not, they get kind of lazy and start doing basically a fill in the blank and they get formulaic and everything starts to feel the same and it starts to get stale. Oh, like Miss Piggy uh, feuding with, oh, never mind. Yeah, right. So I think that we're, we've gotten into a good rhythm here. Hopefully what we'll see soon, well, even in this episode, I should say, I have noticed that it felt like they were just kind of doing their thing. They feel like they know what they're doing now to the point that we all know what they're doing. So it's not as interesting to us. Um, and so I felt like it was starting to get a little bit weaker in comparison to last week's show, but just a touch. Cause I still really, really like this episode. Really? Um, okay. And I, I, yeah, I would give it, a pretty decent rating. I don't know oh, exactly yeah. what rating off the top of my head, but a but pretty good. decent one. A good rating. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It, oh, it can yeah. Get, yeah. You know, I, I, like a good minus. work, definitely. This, this is not building houses with Reese Witherspoon. Right. This is good stuff. This is good, yes. And so I'm just hoping that they keep it up. I and, also hope that. Yeah. So I guess that's about all we have to say. Okay. <laughs> Which always makes this a little bit difficult to wrap up, but. Yep. Yeah, that brings us to the end of another one. Steve, you've already promoted your stuff. Do you want to remind everybody again where you're from? Sure. Head over to MuppetCast.com or subscribe at iTunes in MuppetCast.com slash iTunes. We just wrapped up a big MuppetCast iTunes review contest, but hey, it's the Christmas season. There's a lot of great stuff coming up. We've got uh, more contests coming up, and we've got amazing prizes like beer, Maybe it's just beer. But anyways, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up here, and uh, we'll see you over there on the Muppet Cast. You realize someone's going to sue you if you're not actually offering beer as a prize now, right? That was my last quote from the show, so yeah. Okay, you had to get it in somehow. I had and you to shoehorn in. that in somewhere. You worked it in in a good way. Thank you. You, you made Thank it you. work. I waited a whole hour for that. You did, a whole hour and 12 minutes, but you pulled it off. Okay, well, that's about all I have to say, so make sure that you guys are all following along on at New Muppet Show. That's the Twitter handle for Let's Talk Muppets, and that's where we're going to be. No, it's the Twitter handler. It's the Twitter handler 
for Let's Talk Muppets, and that's where we're going to be reviewing, or sorry, doing our live tweets of each episode from now on. So make sure you're subscribed to this podcast in iTunes, and make sure you're following along with everything that we're doing on uh, MuppetHub.com. Special thanks to FrogFan76. Yes. And, yes, indeed. And that's our show. I'm J.D. Hansel, and I'm a boy toy. All right. Are you satisfied now, Steve? Oh, I'm so glad I stayed silent through that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was. I, I might have to re-record it because I was starting to break mid, mid thing. Okay, I am hitting the off button now. <laughs> <laughs>